world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. And we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince, the new, everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, where we go over the financial U.S. world news in the morning for our coffee drinkers. So make sure you've got your coffee. Make sure you're ready for the show. It's Monday, June 27th, 2022, and shit has escalated. It continues to escalate, and we're going to go through it. Of course, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Andrea Kreft. She helps me be a seeker of truth and stay sane. Andrea, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, as usual. I love being here. I love enjoying my coffee with everybody and going over the news and the world events of the day and trying to make sense of this madness yeah, because the world has gone absolutely bonkers, and you know bonkers. we all need to just kind of make sense of everything. It's um, I don't think any of us planned for this in our lifetime. No. So and a, now, yeah, we have got the return of Q. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, on Friday, if you guys caught the uh, fringe, um, Q drops started happening, and Josh started going over them. There have been a few over the weekend and uh, we're really excited um, and there's some stuff that we have to keep in mind as things escalate right yep definitely so we saw some you, interesting things pop up Andrea so go ahead we did there was a post that someone shared on the social red pill and um, I thought this pretty much summed it up really well 
So we're just going to take a minute, <clears throat> and I'm going to read through this post that was shared. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shut up. Because I think it's really important to keep this in mind as going forward. Yeah. So shout I'm not going to share. It's a, it's a shout out to one of our members Red who shared family. this on social. Red pill. Yeah. Um, they know who they are, and so thank you for sharing this information. I think it's really wonderful. I'm not going to give out any information, but this is what the post says. It's kind of long, so I'm going to try to read fast. It says, all right, this is going to be a very uncomfortable conversation for many, but someone needs to step up. This is a topic I never directly talk about, but today we are going to talk about it. We are going to have an adult conversation about Q, more specifically, the people who talk about Q, the Anons. To preface my statements, those that have known me know I go back to the beginning. I've been following the drop since Halloween 2017. I used to be popular and on on Twitter under many different names. I've read every drop a plethora of times. I followed the entire time. I'm an anon. I just intentionally avoid directly talking about Q to create a message more digestible for normies and all those who are turned off by the Q community. So Q is back to posting after zero comms for 18 months, which has obviously sparked a lot of excitement in the anon community. But with this excitement comes a slew of new terrible decodes slash interpretations and egregious stretches to make connections that simply are not there. Folks, you need to recognize it's different this time around. We have built a big ass audience over the past 18 months. We are literally the news now. I'm breaking massive stories like Russia targeting U.S. bio labs while the media are praising Nazis and pushing fake war propaganda. Big name guests like Greg Phillips, Cash Patel, Dinesh D'Souza, Trump's lawyer, Peter Tickton, etc., have been coming on to Anon podcasts and shows. A lot of people come to Anons for their news now because the media have completely fallen off of a cliff and we are providing the actual news. Not with the drops and decodes, but with real world proofs like Biden tanking the country, gas prices, election fraud via mail-in voting, C-19 came from Wuhan lab, Durham, Russia accusing the DNC of crimes against humanity via biogenocide, Hunter Biden laptop and dirty dealings in Ukraine, Epstein. All these real world proofs have drawn people to us because we were right about all this stuff and the MSM was dead wrong. Now that Q is back, <clears throat> this actual news and proof will be muddied with popular anons in the community making asinine decodes, like finding 765 spaces between the words in a random drop, dividing it by 17 and it equals 45. And that somehow means that all of Q is legitimate. Stuff like this may be fun for people, but it doesn't help the movement in any way. All of the people who are going to buy into these ridiculous non-connections are people who already follow Q. You're not waking anyone up. You're not helping. But here's how it hurts the movement. One, it gives critics low-hanging fruit to discredit. Two, it determines, deters normies because it doesn't make any sense or prove anything. Three, it lessens the impact of real proofs via association. It was I was inspired by a truth from Ad Inevitable ET17, and he's 100% correct. The time for obscure, reaching, and convoluted proofs is over. I couldn't agree more. Clearly, I don't speak for everyone, but I highly suggest the entire non-community do a serious self-evaluation of themselves, as well as what content they deem viable to post or promote. Too many in the community forget what the main objective of the mission is. The mission is not to see who can get the most followers or get 10,000 likes on a funny meme. The mission is to wake up normies to assist white hats with global acceptance for high-profile arrests and crimes against humanity. That's your one job, and it's long overdue for everyone 
to start taking it more seriously. Shape your message to reach a broader audience instead of catering to the same echo chamber. Stop trying to legitimize Q with decodes and let the real world proofs come in real time. We've seen a million of them. We don't have to make any up. Use discernment before posting something. If you have to think if it's a proof, it's not a proof. There should be zero stretching involved. Stop trying to find 17s and everything. Just talk about the content of the drops and how they relate to the real world happenings. That's it. Look at the MSM. The first thing they bring up about QAnon followers is that they think that JFK Jr. is alive and working with Trump in two more weeks. Subjects made up by followers completely unrelated to the drops. Q directly refutes it, and it's still in the first thing critics resort to when looking to discredit Q. The things critics point to are never directly from Q. It's always from followers who don't know how to interpret the drops or nons guessing on dates that big things will happen. The critics point to these things instead of the drops themselves, because quite frankly, Q was right about pretty much everything, with the major exception being that people will be held accountable, which obviously hasn't happened. The overall themes and narratives incontrovertibly have validity, and that's all we need to wake up normies. The story given to them by the MSM has fallen apart, and people are looking for alternative sources for news. We claim we are the news now. It's time everyone started acting like it. Big name accounts, people with large followings, please use some discernment and stop reaching for stuff that's not there. A non-community, please use discernment on who you follow and what you promote. I know these are exciting for the community, but everyone needs to recognize the opportunity we have here. We need to get organized and everyone needs to understand your role in the mission and execute said role. That's it. Your wish mission is to wake up normies, not scare them away. Do your job. Respectfully, clandestine. This is, a, I believe, a Telegram account. I'm not 100% Yeah, it is. That's originally posted by BioClandestine. Many of yeah. you are probably familiar with them. I thought that that was spot on. Because in the past 18 months, we have. There's been no Q drops. There's nothing to decode. Yeah. There's nothing there. And so we've become the news. Yeah. We've started reporting on the news. We are able to look past the propaganda and use our our discernment skills to really find what the true agenda is, what the narrative really is, and why they're saying the things that they're saying in the mainstream media and actually share the truth. Um, Just because Q has come back doesn't mean we get to stop doing that. I am still of the personal belief that in order to save our country and in order to save our world, it's still up to us. We are still our own saviors. We should not be going back to sleep going, oh, Q is back. Q is going to save us. Um, No. We, the reason that I think that Q shares the information he does is so that we can share that and spread that information and spread that truth. Um, But you can't force it, like they Mm -hmm. said. I think it's just kind of a guideline. It is. And I kind of want to set... The expectations of the show. Morning coffee, obviously. Um, uh, We're not going to sit here and read you Q posts. And it's because I'm not a decoder or whatever or anything like that. I think that to the point that Andrea has made and BioClandestine made really well with that post, it's really not about that per se. And I think it's obvious from the past months that regardless of those posts or not, we're on target 
And that pretty much is confirmed by those posts. We were already on that trail as those posts came up. So, of course, we're going to be looking at them and reading them, and it'll be kind of an abstract application of what we cover and, you know, where we kind of start digging and stuff. But as far as, like, verbatim reading it and really doing all that kind of stuff, it's um, not the best way of waking people up. No, definitely. Nothing against that, though. But. Josh is really good at disseminating the information that's in the Q drops. Mm-hmm. And my, in my opinion, I'd rather leave that to him. That's where his forte is, not mine. I've never been good at decoding this stuff. And the one thing that I've always appreciated about Josh is the fact that he um, has a way of putting it into a real world context and not having to go to these long stretches to put stuff together and you don't have he doesn't have to have multiple graphics with this timestamp going to this post and this you know this number going to this post and you know if you have to make those connections then there's nothing there um right. and that's the one thing that i appreciate about josh is that he's like okay this is what the q drops say this is the news that we're seeing and this is how it relates to what's happening in the world today yeah yeah, I see a lot of nonsense out there, even still. Um, yeah. Some of these people putting out information are just grifters. Um, are. I'm not going to name anybody. And um, I will say, though, like X22, is he does it his own way. That's totally fine. I don't have that big of a gripe. It's like I think uh, he's maybe a little optimistic for my taste, but uh, everybody does their own thing. But there's other ones where it's like, They'll post a video and delete it after 24 hours. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Is it because you're bullshitting and you don't want it on the internet? It's it's just a lot of sketchy yeah. stuff. So, yeah, use discernment. Be smart. Be wise. <laughs> and we're going to keep doing what we do here, and that is to share the news with you and, you know, share <laughs> our opinions. And, you know, we are always happy to listen to your guys' opinions if it differs from ours. Yeah. And we respect the difference of it because even Vince and I disagree on stuff from time to time. No. And that's okay because we we need to. That's how you have healthy conversations and mm-hmm. adult conversations. And that's how you work through things and figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. hate the fact that our world seems to be so divided and so black and white. And it's if you don't go with the group think, then then you're outcasted. And it was just the left doing that for a really long time, but it seems to have kind of filtered over and run over onto the you know right side of things too. And so now you've got um, this, and that's the one thing that I don't particularly care for about True Social. I know a lot of people out there really love it, but it kind of just is an empty echo chamber of stuff on the right. There, there's no dissenting opinions about things too much that I've seen. Maybe things have changed because I haven't been on there for a while. I have a, but, I, have, uh, I have a hard time sticking to it, but it does just kind of seem like uh, the rights version of Twitter, which is an empty echo chamber of right talking points, the rightest talking points. I don't know. So, but anyway, <laughs> I enjoy bringing you guys the news and yeah. enjoy spending my mornings with you and doing what I do. Yeah, um, and-, and we plan on to keep doing that. Yeah, and I appreciate everybody's feedback. I always am looking through as many posts as I can over on socialredpill.com, our private social network. And a lot of people do a lot of great uh, analyses and uh, posting about what's going on. 
And that helps me form my own opinions or put more pieces of the puzzle together or just see what's up. So I appreciate that, everybody, all the Red Pill family who's over there on socialredpill.com. And you can join for free if you want to join us. If you're not over there, www.socialredpill.com. Check it out. And you get all the posts and everything. You get like 99% of the stuff there. But there are subscriptions if you want to support us as well. And we do greatly appreciate that. We do. Um, So here we are. That is probably, I guess, the good news of the weekend or the week starting Friday. Um, There isn't much else that's good news, so buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) Add a little something, something to your coffee if you need to to get through for me. Not if you're working, only if you're staying at home and don't plan on driving. <laughs> and and so you guys know, tonight, Joshua... Joshua? That's weird. Josh is <laughs> traveling, so uh, I'll be covering uh, the Daily Dose, and I may have a special guest. We'll see. But uh, I'll be covering that. Um, if you do want these decodes or these ideas of what's going on, Josh covered it on Friday night's Fringe episode, so if you want to go back and, and watch that, he does talk about the posts as they were breaking um and i'm sure when he's back either tomorrow or wednesday he's going to have um a big story for you guys so so stand by um many of you know we have multiple shows so the daily dose is our show that airs every night at 5 30 p.m pacific 8 30 p.m eastern so we await josh's return Nice. Yeah, I am. It was Friday's show was a lot of fun and it worked out perfectly. Like it was, we were talking about AI, we were talking about Lambda, and um, it was just a perfect, it couldn't have happened more perfectly for us to segue into the Q drops. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and seeing the excitement on Josh's face about the, for this it was, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Like he was super excited. <laughs> Um, yeah seriously that was cool Uh, and then after that we had our premium private show for members social red pill members and uh, Josh had a special guest one of the red pill family members and that was a fantastic episode I didn't get to watch the whole thing but from what I saw just absolutely great I I loved it and uh, so that's what you could look forward to if you become a patron over there on the social red pill bonus bonus content bonus material and we have a good time over at the social red pill you know there's a lot of really smart people there um sharing information a lot of really funny people too i mean vince and i are there (laughs) yeah oh my gosh (laughs) you guys uh, yeah without all you guys i would just be absolutely a miserable uh mess and last night we had a private Zoom meeting, or I guess it wasn't private. It was on the private social network that we have, but anybody was welcome to join. And uh, Roxy, Nate, a few other people, we all jumped in there and we talked about all this stuff that's going on. So we do have additional conversations, more than what you just see live here. We're always getting on the phone. We're always jumping in Zooms and collaborating and figuring this stuff out. So if you want to be a part of that, Social Red Pill, come on, let's go. It's fun. Heck yeah. Anyway, let's jump into the news. We have a lot. We probably won't get through all of it, let's be honest. But luckily, we have two shows a day. So tonight, we'll be able to cover more. Probably won't still cover all of it. There's so much stuff, you guys. I'm sure y'all were following it all weekend, though. 
but I think there is some stuff you may not have heard because it broke this morning, and that has to do with finance. Let's look it, at the markets. It's a crazy world. <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. A little bit. It's just escalating a little bit. Uh, oh, it looks like the markets finally broke green this morning. Uh, well, almost. Well, for a second. <laughs> Things... Try refreshing. Oh, yeah. Let me see. Because mine shows different than yours. Oh, it did go green. There we go. Yeah. Uh, S&P 500 is up 0.24%. The Dow is up 0.18%. NASDAQ is down 0.03%. Gold, 1,823. It's going slumping down a little bit today. Still between that 1,800, 1,900 mark. Silver, 2,126. About the same. Bitcoin, 20,796. All right, so nothing crazy there. The thing that we're looking at that happened today, though... Um, Things are kind of capitulating as data breaks this morning. Um, so we had good data and bad data. Um, on the good side of things, um, oh, I'm sorry. On the bad side, of th on the bad side of things, the Dallas Fed Texas Manufacturing Index of general business activity came out minus seventeen point seven uh, in June versus minus seventeen minus seven point three in May. So Ooh, nice. to put this into perspective. What I didn't know what the hell this meant looking at this data, so I found this over here. Uh, this is the Dallas Fed Texas Manufacturing Index, and they explain here that uh, this is very bad. This means it's declining, production's declining. Um, they say here that the index measures Texas factory activity. Readings above zero indicate expansion, and negative levels contraction. So this indicates a contraction of production in Texas, which is one of the largest providers of about I think uh, six or seven percent of everything in the United States. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, so that's bad. Uh, we had good though. Pending home sales unexpectedly rebounded in May, which was weird. Um, it was kind of strange. And that was positive news that hit the market. So these things are all being weighed in as people put their trades in and the markets move. We'll see what happens. Um, and a lot of people say when it comes to like the Dallas Fed Texas Manufacturing Index, people are acknowledging how shitty the data is, but they're saying this is something that these people say sometimes. They say bad news is good news. And what they mean by that is with all this negative information coming out about the economy, the federal the Fed is going to react, eventually slow down and kind of Basically, basically, bad times are an indication of good times to come. So it brings this weird optimism. It's just absolute backwards wonderland when it comes to trading and how the markets move. But we just kind of observe it from the sideline. That's uh, really all you can it do. It doesn't I make think. sense. No, it doesn't make sense. It's like, things look terrible. That's great. <laughs> bad news it is It just seems news, right? right. I mean, I guess overall it could be, you know, you have a downturn and, you know, when things go that which goes down must come up right and i mean i guess yeah. you could look at it from that standpoint yeah they're like maybe the fed will wake the hell up now that shit's absolutely hitting rock bottom actually it's not hitting rock bottom we're still trying to find that bottom and the yeah. bottom could the bottom could totally fall out while we do this right 
Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Russian defaults on their foreign debt for the first time since 1918. Uh, but there's a little bit of a more to the story. So according to reports, Russia has defaulted on its foreign debt for the first time in more than a century after missing a deadline. Russia has the money and is willing to pay a, a $100 million payment, but sanctions have made it impossible to get the money to international creditors, according to the BBC. The Kremlin was determined to avoid the default, which would be a major blow to the country's reputation. On May 27th, the 100 million interest payment was due. According to Russia, the funds were transferred to Euroclear, a bank that would then distribute the funds to investors. However, according to Bloomberg News, that payment is still stuck there and creditors have not received it. According to the BBC, the money did not arrive within 30 days of the due date, which was Sunday evening, and thus is considered a default. It was there a month ago, and they're not releasing it. They're yeah. just setting them up for default. This is political gameplay baloney. They're... I also read an article this morning. I didn't include it, I don't think, with news because it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But um, they're also refusing to accept Russian gold. Of course. And I'm like, how does that make any sense like i'm sorry your gold came from russia we're not accepting we don't, that we don't want your gold when we want your gold we will steal it fairly <laughs> i just was like it's seriously it's like living in clown world it's like but that's what they're doing is they're trying to escalate um the situation with russia um by doing this and then they spread propaganda and they're like oh russia defaulted on its debt it didn't default on its debt it's like it would be like you paying your your i don't know electric bill right and then you send your check in for your electric company and the electric company's like oh yeah we got it but we're not cashing it so we're going to turn your electricity off right exactly <laughs> it's like uh no it doesn't work like that <laughs> and yeah absolutely crazy uh what do we got here a uh, new bill would mandate Federal Reserve to promote racial and economic justice. A new bill would extend the Federal Reserve's mandate to promote racial and economic justice, prompting concerns as to whether this would lead to discrimination. This is just a really short article. I'm going to briefly read it. It says, H.R. 2543 would expand the Federal Reserve's existing dual mandate of maintaining price stability and full employment to focus on promoting racial and economic justice in borrowing, housing, and lending, reports Valiant News. If the bill is passed, the Fed would be responsible for maintaining racial equity, which would potentially create a two-tier economy, one for white people and another for non-whites in America. In effect, the passage of this law would make racial equity an integral part of the Fed's mandate, writes Jose Nino. As we previously highlighted, the Fed encouraged Americans to combat soaring meat price inflation by swapping turkeys for soybean products during Thanksgiving. Biden administration loyalists have run cover for the Federal Reserve by blaming soaring inflation on everything from failure to properly condemning January 6th to nationalism itself. Earlier this month, the Fed announced its biggest interest rate hike in more than a quarter century, although the three quarters of a percentage point raise brings the current 1.5% to 1.75% rate nowhere near the 20% rate enacted by Paul Volcker in the early 1980s. The Biden administration has relentlessly denied that the country is heading for a recession despite a cost of living crisis and multiple other financial indications that this is about to happen. So... What we're seeing is more of this globalism and these diversity, equity, inclusion, and social ESG standardization <laughs> being. Are you laughing at me? 
No, I'm laughing at their phrasing of their. Oh, <laughs> I know. Okay, I, I, I don't like, know how I to take this shit seriously. <laughs> Diversity, it, equity, really... and. It's so dumb. Like, they're going to take it. What they're going to do is they're going to take a look at you. This is the, the beginnings of social credit scores and stuff like yeah. that. And your social credit score is going to be affected by how white or not white you are. And so you go to apply for a home loan and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You're a white conservative male. Your loan's been denied. And it's going to be based on that. Not how well you pay your bills, not what your credit score, you know, your economic credit score is, um, not what your financial responsibility level is, but no simply on your social standing in society that is so wrong on so many levels that it's like going backwards like 60 or 70 years hmm. um interesting yeah totally so it's get prepared because they're it's coming i mean they're pushing forward with this regardless of what we want and you know this is why it's so important for us to keep fighting and doing what we're doing. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really participating in their system. I'm not going to participate in, in it. Nope. Getting into a little bit more. France wants Iran, Venezuela, and Venezuela to return to oil markets. I tweeted this out this morning. I was like, what? what? A country can't run on... Uh, these woke nations can't run on fairy dust and unicorn farts? Or whatever <laughs> right? the quote is. So, you know, they obviously don't care about the earth. France seeking more fossil fuel with quotes on fossil fuel. Absolutely baloney. Uh, this is because of the war on energy globally happening right now with Russia and everyone else. They're desperately begging for oil from everywhere else, including the United States, who closed off all their own pipelines and whatnot and drilling uh, so we see this happening. It's, it's an absolute travesty and a joke. Um, clearly, it's not about fossil fuels and all this baloney that they fed us, force fed well, us for years. Biden keeps sending oil from our reserves to Europe. Yeah. So, not good. Yeah. No bueno, as they say, across the unenforced border. Yeah, right. All right, let's get into a little more. I think we're jumping into U.S. news, Andrea. Is that right? We are. Um, Trump was right. He always knows. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Bear with me. Uh, I need to give... I want Andrea to hear this, too. Thank you. Do you want to see the court overturn? You just said you want to see the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Roe Well, v. if Wade? we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be, ha that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life justices on the court. I will say this, it will go back to the states, and the states will then make a determination. Determination. Well, would you look at that? Do you want to see oh. the court overturned? Exactly you just said happening. you want to see the court protect yeah. the Second Amendment. Do you it. want to see the court uh -oh. overturned? Well, the left. Uh oh, do we have a problem? We're good. Okay. Um, 
everybody keeps touting the the Supreme Court banned abortion. No, the Supreme Court did not ban abortion. The Supreme Court gave the decision on what to do with abortion back to the states. Mm -hmm. And so the states can now make their own laws. I know that there were a lot of states out there who had, um, I guess, laws that were written up that were ready to roll out um, in the event that Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. And so when that ruling was released, there were there were states that automatically became um, states where abortion became illegal because of what their legislature had already passed. Um, they couldn't they passed these laws. But while Roe versus Wade was still a thing, they weren't able to enforce it. So now that we see that that's been overturned, those laws took effect and went into effect yeah yeah i think people are blowing this out of proportion they they definitely are because if uh, you don't if you don't like the laws of your state move i mean yeah. i get that moving is expensive right yeah but this does but, actually give more rights to the people and more decision making abilities to the states and ultimately the people which is the best way for our government to function which is yeah. it's been failing on lately um on a and, funny note, oh, okay. can, I add, can I add something that's kind of funny? Yes. Is over the weekend, I've seen a lot of these liberals that are now going on a sex strike. I'm like, well, maybe if you'd have thought about that before, you wouldn't like, need an abortion. <laughs> I'm, I'm continuing my sex strike that has been active for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, you know, if you go on if you go on a sex strike, I'm like, you, you won't get pregnant. And it kind of negates the need for an abortion. Like, maybe you should have thought about this beforehand. And then it wouldn't be a (laughs) non-issue. So I just wanted to poke that in there. I'm not a virgin because I want... I'm not a virgin because I can't have sex. I'm a a virgin because I'm on a sex strike. (laughs) Right? Um, Oh, honey, nobody wants to have sex with you anyway. If you looked in the mirror lately... (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the funnies. Um, right. There was a lot of just really great videos coming out, hilarious videos, and um, during these very tumultuous, sad times. And we're not going to be going through them today. As you know, we go over the funnies on Friday. We're going to let these let these videos mature, let the memes <laughs> marinate and develop over the week, and then we'll dive in deep on Friday. But I certainly, I just had to throw that out there. Share them. It was something that I, I thought about we over the weekend. I was like, we have oh, to mention it. <laughs> right. Because, you know, through all of this, you've got to like sprinkle some humor in between all of this depressing news because yeah. otherwise people are just going to, you know, log off of our show in tears and they're gone yeah. through a box of Kleenex. True. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Trump called it. Um, This was really concerning. Breaking. Leaked call with inmate reveals South Carolina Democrat state representative and Senate candidate KM for Senate calling for secret sleepers to infiltrate SCGOP. Advocates for illegally funding campaign with dope money. Quote, we can flip some shit from the inside out. This, I believe, was broken by Project Veritas doing their great work over there with their... Their uh, invas- in, uh, 
what is it called? Investigative, Investigative journalism. journalism. Proper journalism that is lost in today's society and corrupted by evil. Um, watch this video. <laughs> uh, hold on. Sorry. Andrea, have you heard this? This is absolutely insane. We need some secret sleepers. Like, we need, we need them to run as the other side, even though they're for our side. And we need right, them to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're going to change the, the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal, for me, I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc and have it for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We got to take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. And I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the f is dope? Where the duffel bag boys? Get you, find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't right. recognize these right, black right. so I black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I? I could be listen. I can move in all kind of circles, but I'm a heart. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. I'm very much a in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I I know how to I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Right. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they when they sleeping. We ain't gotta mm -hmm. make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta go mm -hmm. live about it. Just don't say shit. just like when somebody drop money and you pick it up. You pick that <laughs> shit up and keep walking. Wow. You know, she's a liar. It hurt. She's a liar. And, you know, this is what they're doing. And, and I think racist, that, I think. Yeah. She's super racist. And that's just it is. Racism, you, you don't assign a color to racism. You either love everybody or you are a racist. I don't know if there's anything. Um, if you hate white people just simply because they're white, you're just as racist as the white person that hates black people simply because they're black. Um, it's stupid. It's hatred. It's learned. Um, and it's, you know, what she's promoting here is she's promoting crime, you Serious know, with her crime. dope money and stuff like that. Yeah. And multiple crimes. I'm going to say this probably, and it'll be the, you know, one of many times, excuse me, is start researching candidates. Don't just vote the status quo. Don't just look and say, oh, I'm this is the person that's pulling the highest for the Republicans. Like actually research these people, because what we could be looking at is exactly this. I think they've quite honestly, I think that they've already been doing this a long time. Liz Cheney um, just sent out mailers to all the Democrats in Wyoming, telling them to register as Republicans to vote for her. Insane. Because she is a Democrat, Crystal. she's on the she's on the ticket as a Republican. People have been calling her a Rhino, but I'm going to call it as I see it. She's a flipping Democrat. She's yeah. a liberal, and she's doing nothing. Yeah, that's Crystal to... Matthews. Is her name? Yeah. 
So it's we need to do our due diligence and we need to really research these candidates and know who it is that we're voting for. Yeah. And she's got to be out of the race now, right? You'd think. Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, because if this doesn't get much traction, like if it if it wasn't for you know people like us, right? The Red Pill Project and other podcasters out there spreading the truth and doing this, nobody would know that stuff like this is going on. Yeah, it's time that we we have to bring awareness to it. We do. This is how they are ruining our republic is by putting these rhinos in positions like oh remember the biggest rhino of all rhinos ever mike pence yeah Um, so this is what they do and they undermine the people it's disgusting and it's their playbook and it's out there in the open they can't keep a damn secret and god wins so haha jokes on them boom um they won't get away with it forever. No. Not on our watch. That's Not for damn sure. Wow. That blew my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Check this out. Um, prosecutors plead I have audio coming through somewhere. Ah, there we go. Go ahead. Uh, New York City prosecutors flee in droves amid soft on-crime policies, burdensome state reforms. So hundreds of prosecutors in New York City are quitting the district's attorney's office amid controversial criminal justice reforms. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office this year has hemorrhaged 65 assistant district attorneys, which is about 12% of the staff. Bragg released a memo on his third day in office ordering prosecutors not to seek prison sentences for a number of crimes and to downgrade charges, including for robberies and commercial burglaries. Manhattan's situation mirrors that of Brooklyn, where 67 prosecutors, approximately 13%, have resigned from DA Eric Gonzalez's office as of June 17th, with three more leaving late Thursday alone, according to the New York Post. In 2020, 84 resigned and 94 left office in 2021. 59 prosecutors have quit in the Bronx beginning this year through May. What does this mean for New York? Are they going to be the new Chicago? They're trying to give Lori Lightfoot a run for her money with crime, it looks like, huh? Oh, yeah. They could even potentially look worse than Chicago, honestly. Um, You know, that's the problem is, and the good people that are still in these states, what they need to be doing is they need to be going out there and they need to be getting petitions signed to recall these people. You have the power to do that. Yeah. You know, get a petition going and start recalling these people who are destroying our country. Start yeah. recalling the people that are putting these policies in place that are causing this to happen. Yeah, recall. That's the way that we fight back. If we don't recall all the bad eggs, we're going to have to recall the whole damn batch and start. Well, and the problem is. What we've what we've allowed to happen is by not recalling these people and doing something about this at the time that it's actually happening mm-hmm. is that now our government has been so infiltrated with yeah. election fraud that you can't vote them out like they're right. going to win. The only recourse that we have to their election fraud is a recall, which yeah. they don't have control over. 
Right, and that throws a wrench in their playbook. They're not... It 100% does. So we need to start which, using the power we have. Who... Somebody posted this. Oh! I Hold on. Is it in my... Is it in our notes? I don't think it is. I don't think so. Uh, let me pull it up. It's totally relevant to this. And I think you just... All you have to do is contact your... I think it's the Secretary of State. And... Your, your election boards and find out what is required to get a petition started to do a recall um okay i can't find it but it was posted by seattle independent one uh one of my twitter people twitter followers and He's uh, someone who's over here in Seattle near me. And basically he tweeted out, if there was no hope, they wouldn't be pushing their propaganda so damn hard and be expending ammunition and all this kind of stuff, basically. In a nutshell, he said something like that. And it's really true. Um, doing yeah. things like a recall election isn't something they account for in their thing. They're hoping that the propaganda is strong enough to keep people from taking any action and from hiding and... Um, well, and they use fear tactics to scare people. They do. Just you like, know, we have to stop being scared of these people and start doing what's right. They're so weak. They are. They'll be done so I mean, look fast. At them. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. All these radicals are such cowards. Once people stand up, it's going to watch. It's over. It's going to be over so fast. It's not even going to be funny. All you have to do to make them cry is just use the wrong pronoun on them. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's not that hard. Is, they're, they're allowed <laughs> to do whatever they want. But, yeah, you're right. They're very sensitive and it's silly. They They scream really loudly. That's what they do. And they make asses out of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, onward. We've got... A gray page because this doesn't want to load. Why? Uh -oh. Let's try to refresh. It. Mine, mine loaded. Okay, do you want to take it away? Sure. There we go. There. Oh, there it is. Go ahead. Okay. You can take it. Forty thousand National Guard troops face unemployment as vaccine deadline imminent. Up to forty thousand Army National Guard troops, around thirteen percent of the force, could be fired for not getting the mandated COVID nineteen vaccine, which has limited efficacy against Omicron, doesn't stop transmission, has been linked to elevated heart problems, and has been mandated for healthy demographic, for a healthy demographic that does that rarely dies. Uh, sorry, that rarely dies of disease. So that's all the bit at that. There's more to the story. It'll be on RedPills.tv on our recap for the show. But this is. Uh, scary yeah so well, and it kind of leads into our next story that we have too mm -hmm. so this is one warning biden administration is corrupting the u.s military to use against americans i'm actually going to take the time to read this entire article it's not super long but i think it's got a lot of really important information in it that i want to share all right take it away Okay, oh, come on. state defense forces are needed to counter the use of the U.S. military against Americans. Like Stalin's purge of the Red Army in the late 1930s, Barack Obama and Joe Biden have been grooming the U.S. military into a politically reliable instrument of tyranny. 
1878 Posse Comitatus Act is a law which limits the power of the federal government in the use of federal military personnel to enforce domestic policies. Americans should fully expect that the Biden regime will violate the Posse Comitatus Act, given the fact that they ignore immigration law on a daily basis. Americans, like myself, who believe that the United States is no longer a functioning constitutional republic and is being deliberately transformed into a one-party totalitarian state, must first make an accurate assessment of the situation and then develop a course of action around which a critical mass of patriots can rally. We must recognize that the federal government as an institution is hopelessly corrupt and that although we have elections, we do not have a representative government. The political contamination of the Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Investigation has created a two-tiered justice system in which those serving the Democrat Party and the deep state are never held accountable for their criminal activities. While opponents of federal malfeasance can be treated like Soviet-era political prisoners without rights or due process. We are now witnessing the controlled demolition of America by the Biden regime, which arguably assumed more power illegitimately through an election stolen by voter fraud. Together with international interests that would benefit from the destruction of the United States as a constitutional republic, the Biden regime is attempting to usher in an era of neo-feudalism dominated by a global aristocracy with billions serving them as a de facto slaves with neither rights nor property. Their anti-American vision is to create a world without nations, one composed of only land and people to exploit. It is a governance, governance model resembling a combination of the most oppressive attributes of the Chinese Communist Party and the World Economic Forum. Make no mistake, we are at war. The federal government, controlled by anti-American international interests and together with the media and big tech, has been weaponized against the American people for asserting our constitutional rights and demanding accountability. That is, the federal government has seceded from the people and intends to establish absolute tyranny in a manner similar to the events that triggered the American Revolutionary War. The red flag statutes allowing gun confiscation without due process recently passed by Congress and signed into law by the usurper Biden bears a striking resemblance to the gun confiscation carried out by the British Army, which precipitated the battles of Lexington and Concord in April 1775. The Second Amendment's right to own and bear arms is the guarantor of liberty, the violation of which is a line that cannot be crossed. It is the only defense against the use of a now politically compliant, constitution-ignoring U.S. military to enforce Biden's radical agenda. The Second Amendment is the hill to die on. One course of action patriotic Americans can take to counter violation of the Posse Comitatus Act and oppose federal government tyranny is to establish or reactivate state guards, which could provide a needed rallying point for the restoration of our constitutional republic. A state guard is not the state army or Air Force National Guard, but a separate military defense force operating solely under the authority of the state government and commanded by the state governor. State guards are neither new nor radical and are authorized by both state and federal law. They offer structure and organization and, under one umbrella, provide tasks that would attract people interested in community defense and service, activities which also could be linked to constitutional sheriffs in the state. State guards would augment state self-sufficiency and defense and be a constitutional bulwark against unlawful federal government intrusion. So in any case, action must be taken now to prevent any further erosion of our inalienable rights. We are at our Lexington and Concord. Wow.
I love that, Andrea. You know, I've spent some time recently reading the Federalist Papers because Josh talks about it all the time, and I... I'm trying to get on his level and educate myself and better yeah. myself. So I did read them and they talk about a well-regulated, well-regulated well militia. And I had some debates with people about this and they say, oh, well, we have the National Guard. You don't need your weapons and all this. And I said, well, what about when the National Guard uh, becomes corrupt or defiant to the people's needs? And Or uh, it's fired because they won't take the vaccine mandate. Yeah. And, and if you read the explicit wording of Federalist Papers, Federalist 46, James Madison, they don't talk about th this just being the National Guard. They don't even say National Guard, but there are things that imply that it is basically the National Guard is part of what they're talking about. But they also go on to say the citizens need to be armed and ready to protect their rights at all times or something along those lines. So to me, there's no doubt in my mind, this is good. So this would be like not the National Guard. This is the State Guard, which is something else. JTAC has said uh, Texas has a State Guard as well as a National Guard, which is great. We should have State Guards. We should have Absolutely. we should have a ton more uh, sheriffs with well trained, good training and with a good head on their shoulders. Uh, people need to stand up and protect their and communities. If, if your sheriff is not a constitutional sheriff, recall his ass too. Yeah. Get somebody, because I know that there are sheriffs out there all oh, over this country as, who are not constitutional at all, and they need to be replaced. It's as corrupt they as the rest old. of the goons in all these local governments that they're trying to corrupt and take over, like we just covered. They're taking over at the local level because that's how they do it. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, and, you know, the one other thing I will add, too, and I, I'm not going to speak too much on this subject, um, but they also have actual militia organizations that are they've got like a national militia oh, yeah. that is an actual organized entity that governors can utilize i know that there are certain states whose governors will utilize the national militia um and this is a group that is it's nationalized um governors can use utilize their services in the protection of their states and stuff like that so there are things out there. That's all I'm going to say on that subject. But um, it's definitely something that I think that as things progress, states are going to have to look at this stuff. And I think it's important to, you know, contact your state representatives, contact your governor's office and your secretary of state and all of these government and talk to your sheriffs and find out what are you doing to protect my constitutional rights in this state? Um, because we're going to get to a point where we're going to need to know that, you know, and honestly, if you live in a small community, um, your sheriff can deputize citizens. They can deputize whoever they want. They can deputize the whole entire County if they wanted to in protection of that County and, and, you know, yeah. That's part of the state. Oh, so, yeah, I can't wait to oh. get more involved with my community. I'm in the works I hate of my moving. community, quite honestly. <laughs> I'm in the works of relocating. We'll see. I mean, that's bittersweet for me. Uh, Army drops requirement for high school diploma amid recruiting crisis. This is those are the, look, look at these people. These are the people that they are wanting to. Oh gosh to i i'm sorry kids did not look like this when i graduated i don't right? 
you know, I tried to get into the military and for medical reasons, I was not allowed to join the military. Um, I know it's hard to believe, but kids didn't look like this. No, they look like adults. These are children. Yeah, they looked like like kids when I was 18 and trying to join the military didn't look like this. They looked like young adults that were ready to serve their country. They were um, clean cut. These kids, they they just look dopey and ridiculous. They're nerds. I don't, I just like, I see stuff like this and it makes me cringe. Yeah, this is not good for our military. I'm like, please don't send them to protect me. If, if somebody can't get a high school diploma, which, yes, our education system is deeply broken, but if they can't even get that, that, what makes you think they're going to be able to be good uh, recruits? Well, and see, here's the thing. If they don't, you, you used to be, and maybe, I don't know if this article says anything about it or not, but you had to be able to pass the ASVAB. Oh, too. Oh, so I don't. I don't know if it says they anything about, about that in here. Okay, so you um, still have to. Oh, you have, have to, to score get at least 50, fifty. Which is I'm shitty. pretty sure it was a. I'm pretty sure that when I was trying to get in, and I actually took the ASVAB. Um, I, I, I could be wrong, but I want to say it was like seventy-five or eighty. Yeah, a fifty on. A 50 on the ASVAT is a relatively low score, with 31 being the minimum to qualify for service now. I'm pretty sure it was a lot higher than that when I I got it, but that was a lot of years ago. Any service members familiar with the ASVAB, uh, let us know in the comments. if if Yeah, maybe JTAC could tell us what score he had to get when he was joining, because he's a little bit older than me, so it would have been relatively around the same time. So they're just, they're pussifying the military. Uh, for lack of a better term. And on top of this, didn't another story break last week that we covered either on here or the daily dose. It was that um, something to do with this as well. Shit. I just had it on the tip of my tongue here. Um, Oh yeah. They are changing the physical fitness standards to be less. They are basically making the requirements the same for men and women, which means drastically lowering the bar, which means you could have, unfit males in the military they're like totally trashing everything this is not good oh. really it is not no. good and you know i have a theory on that and it's you know not something that i necessarily want to get into right now but is that maybe um, for a private discussion no it's not it doesn't have to necessarily be for a private discussion i think a lot of it has to do with vaccines and um just briefly i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they put it aborted fetal tissue uh-huh. into vaccines and so they're injecting boys with potentially female dna yes and vice versa and i think that's why we're starting to see um girls not knowing whether they're girls anymore and boys not knowing that they're boys anymore yeah there's a psychological aspect something's happening yeah yep so you know i think that it's more than psychological i think it's actually physical like I think it's because there's female DNA now in their blood in a boy's bloodstream. So yeah, it's oops. But that's not a conversation that I want to get into today. No, maybe another day, uh, or another privately, day. or we could do a whole show on it if we want. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, makes you think. Topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. 
Uh, Pro-abortion rioters in Phoenix are attempting to breach the state capitol building. This was on Friday after the Roe versus Wade decision, and it was a nice little insurrection in Phoenix. Nothing, you know, nothing major. Oh, tear gas. Oh, no. So, um, somebody in the comments, sorry, I forgot who it was, was saying, actually, I could just go check. Um, Maryland. She says, uh, look at the, look at last weekend, Andrea. It was a flop for the Dems. They wanted devastation and destruction and barely got a firecracker. We ain't afraid no more. And I think that she's right. I think they wanted more violence. They wanted more destruction. They wanted more. They wanted them to break in. They wanted violence. They want death, uh, by the way things look. And I think they are, they don't have as much influence over these, uh, radicals as they hope. Um, which they're going to keep continuing to try. We have the 4th of July coming up, which is, I know, going to be just absolutely horrendous in these cities. Um, But we saw a lot of BS with all the uh, various protests and whatnot. Do you have any thoughts on this? This was an insurrection. They interrupted a session. It it 100% is. Um, And it's an insurrection on the state government level, right? Um, but I do, you know, it's funny because the biggest city we have in Montana is Billings. Yeah. And we've got, there's only like maybe 100, 150,000 people here. So obviously not a big city. Right. But, um, I, I had to go to Billings on Friday and I was like, I kind of didn't know what to expect, you know, after the whole Roe versus Wade thing. And I was like, you know, I'm like, it was a little iffy and stuff. And so I made sure I was carrying protection mm-hmm. and um, I got in there and there was literally nothing. Like everything was fine. I went out to lunch, my husband, you know, and my son, um, when ran some errands and I, you know, it was, everything was fine. Like there was no, nothing different than normal. And so Tom was telling me over the weekend, he's like, yeah, I heard that there was like a hundred protesters at the courthouse after on Friday, after the thing and I go oh really and he goes yeah and of course he works downtown uh not far from the courthouse and I go did you see any of them he's like nope he's like I didn't see anybody wow. <laughs> I told him I said I wonder if it's because men with big scary guns came to protect the courthouse right oh. because that's what happens here I mean yeah there are organizations that volunteer at these events they're organized um they have state approval to be there so they're going through all the right lawful. routes, the lawful, yeah. And they coordinate, I'm assuming, with the sheriff's office and stuff like that. And they know that they're just there for support. Um, and it frees up the resources of the police department. So my guess is that's exactly what happened, is mm-hmm. men with guns showed up at the courthouse to protect it and make sure everything stayed peaceful. And these people are like, oh, crap. Maybe. And then yeah. they left. Yeah. They're so weak. They are. And it's dumb, like how easily you can scare them away. They are weak cowards. Another closure. One of the largest chicken producers in the U.S. announces Tennessee plant shutdown. Here we go again. George's. They're shutting down our food supply. And and it says in here that they list, they have not released a reason yet. And everybody in the community is shocked. The reason has not been disclosed. Even, Even the, the locals. locals yeah. Oof. 
terrible. Like nobody knows. Like they weren't expecting this. They don't know why it happened. And you know, it's just more destructive destruction of our food infrastructure. So if you're not if you're not growing your own food, then you might want to start thinking about that. Yeah, Mez gifted a cookie and said it's a great message to everybody here. Three things to start prepping. Beans and rice and Jesus Christ. And it rhymes, so it's bonus. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> agreed. Beans yeah. and rice creates food. a complete protein. Yeah, food, water, shelter. <laughs> Those are my three contributions to it, you know? Yeah. It's just make sure that... Um, Make sure that you're doing what you need to do to prepare. And, and that looks different for everybody. It doesn't look the same for everyone, you know. And if you're in um, a, an urban area and you live in a city and you live in an apartment and stuff, and you're like, I don't, you're like, I can't grow a garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, can, you totally can't. Get a wire rack shelf, put it against your wall, get some planter trays, and start growing stuff. You can grow lettuce. Yeah, you can do microgreens. Microgreens are actually, and start doing some research because microgreens can be harvested every seven to 10 days. So it's very renewable. Um, it takes very little effort and they're super nutrient dense. So definitely, and a lot of them ha are a really good source of protein, honestly, as well. Because um, the other alternative is to eat bugs, I guess. Which is what they're promoting in, you know, Great Britain. So, yeah, all of our our, our listeners that are British, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and Don't all of, all of our veterans also that are listening. Thank you all for your service. Thank you, JTAC, yes, for the feedback, um, and thank you, Sexy Dad, over on Pilled for your feedback. Looks like the requirements are about the same for the uh, testing portion of it of military, but. Um, I can't. It's been so long since I've tried that, and I, it was really upsetting for me when I wasn't able to get in. But um, due to some medical history I have, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately. So, what do you think about this? M fan says that beans, rice, and Jesus Christ needs to be on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> beans, rice, and Jesus Christ. That's pretty good. <laughs> we'll have to run my job. <laughs> Oh, and thank you, Fringe Dweller, for the 117 gold pills. Good morning from BC. We love you guys up there to our north. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we appreciate it, and good morning. Yeah. So, uh, so will you put that, will you write that down so we could ask Josh? It's so funny. Yes. Oh, now you're going to make me look for paper. In my... Or just something. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, here. <laughs> it's like magic. <laughs> Russia, 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 getting into a little bit of uh, world news here. Russia to supply nuclear-capable missiles to Belarus. This is why we call this escalation. Belarus and Russia have been collaborating. As you know, Belarus is just north of Ukraine. They have mines across the border. They had an evacuation route through there, I believe, for Ukrainians. And it's just been part of the whole dramatic war. So, Russia is sending them weapons. Russia's deployment of Iskander missiles to Kilingrad is a major threat to NATO. 
Um, they talk about why, and I think it's obvious. There is one thing that I want to add with this real quickly. Oh, is please do. The, um, one little paragraph that I thought was kind of the most important part of this is, is the, I, is candor, I don't know how if I'm pronouncing that right, system is deployed in Russia proper, as well as in Kaliningrad or Kaliningrad, an important Russian enclave next to Poland and the Baltic Sea. From Kaliningrad, the Icander can hit targets in Poland, parts of East Germany, Southern Sweden, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Belarus, and a great part of the Baltic Sea. So yeah. that's a lot of territory. Yeah. Um, just kind of important to note there. Or I thought it was. Yeah. Something. Interesting. So, whew, not good. This is about to get real spicy. I mean, they're just pumping weapons left and right. Russia, U.S. Yeah. It's escalating. Yeah, this was Hence interesting. the reason for today's episode. So, I've been wondering about the stand countries. Uh, not necessarily Afghanistan. We are all are aware of that. But look, Putin is to visit Tajik- Tajikistan this week. Spokesman. Hmm. What about the other stands? I often wonder about them in this situation. They're all kind of neutral throughout history. Well, I think, and I could At be wrong. Like I, Turkmenistan I, and these all the other stands. I could be wrong, but I think all of those stand countries were all originally part of the USSR. Uh, yes, Turkmenistan. And so, yeah, ter- totally. You're right. Um, so my guess is that you've got russians that are living in all of these areas just like in ukraine you've got pockets that are um i don't know how they determine whether you're a real russian or not like i i don't know if it's a cultural oh, thing. oh shit he's going to turkmenistan too oh see oh my god and i think what's happening is is he's trying to basically bring all of this back together this is is what it looks to me like. I mean, I could be completely wrong. This is but this is big to me. And so don't be surprised if we see some breaking news out of the stands. This is wild. Oh my gosh. I need to learn more. Somebody who's actually a wartime strategist or anybody who has more information on the stands, Turkmenistan, Tajik or whatever stand. Uh This is interesting. I think this is different than anything we've seen re- in the recent history. It is. It really what it shows is where they were more focusing on Ukraine and the bio labs and stuff like that. Now we're starting to kind of see this expansion of what they're doing and what their agenda is, I think. And from my perspective, what it looks like is it looks like he's trying to bring back the countries of the USSR to unite under one umbrella now not to say that that's going to be the ussr again but Mm -hmm. it's a weird uh, alliance and you know what turkmenistan is a really interesting one they are completely they're one of the nations that are a completely isolationist country with Mm -hmm. just shrouded in mystery and riches they have the their capital is the city of marble it's absolutely beautiful capital and i think they've got it absolutely you cannot immigrate there if i'm if i'm correct like you can visit Um, but you have to get special permissions or something permissions and they watch you and stuff yeah it's highly controlled and and you're um, you don't you have to be with uh somebody like at all times like they Mm -hmm. you have a guide that is assigned to you 
and like you're not allowed to do anything by yourself it's, you have to with your guide. it's such we're gonna have to do another episode of makes you think all on Turkmenistan because it's absolutely insane it'll blow your guys's minds if if you didn't catch when we covered it a year ago or so uh, there's a lot more there. I've been looking at it, and it's just unbelievable the stuff that you could see. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's hard to connect the dots, but holy crap, this is crazy. It, um, that is really interesting. And the fact that Putin is headed there, right? Yeah, tomorrow is, or and, soon. And so. then to Tajikistan. So it seems to me like he's trying to create some kind of alliance for with sure. all of these stands that were they used to be um, part of the USSR that maybe he's planning on bringing back together and uniting under. I, I mean, in I some don't way, know. collaborating in some way. Um, Definitely. Thank you, Jiminy Cricket, for gifting the cookie. He says they vowed to protect Russian-speaking peoples. I believe that is how they identify their own. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if you look at people from Turkmenistan, they do look Russian. So, and it, historically, it was part of Russia um, or USSR. Yeah. Wow, um, it's interesting to say the least, and well, it'll be interesting to see where this. Oh my gosh! Where this goes? Canada deploys ships to enhance NATO readiness in the Baltic region. Uh, here's a picture of the entire Canadian Navy. <laughs> Is it really? Or are no. you being sarcastic? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. They don't have... I was going to be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's sarcasm. They have, I think, like the 11th or 12th largest Navy. So I'm just making a joke. Um, <laughs> so this is just further escalation in the Baltic Sea by Canada. Or, you know, they're putting their resources there. Not good. I mean, escalation, escalation, escalation. How many times do we have to say it? This is what we see. Yeah, and I think the U.S. has got some ships over there too. I don't know if it's many, but I do believe that there are some U.S. ships. Yeah, people. Everyone. I could be wrong. Everyone's um, moving their their pieces across the chessboard. Yeah, and then Biden and Xi are to contact each other in the next few weeks. They have not scheduled it, but they are reporting that they are in the works of scheduling something. So. That'll be funny. It's probably going to be a lot of Joe Biden bumbling and begging Xi for cooperation with nothing to leverage it. Uh, That's my assumption. What do you think? (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it's going to have to be do have to do with reversing a lot of the sanctions, maybe or uh, stuff that Trump put in place. I think Biden's going to and because he's kind of already talked about that before in undoing some of the stuff that Trump did to bring down inflation, because, you know, it's always somebody else's fault that inflation is as high as it is, not his fault. Um, But I think that, you know, I think that Xi definitely has stuff he's holding over Biden's head. And so I think what we're going to see, if anything, come out of this is something that is a benefit to China Mm. and nothing that's a benefit to us. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be weird. We know that Biden is a spineless negotiator, absolutely terrible leader, so I don't expect anything good to come out of it either, Andrea. No. (laughs) Good for China and not good for the, you know, but that's part of the America last agenda. Let's end this on health. All right. Um, So while at G7, Biden announced his plan for massive 
vaccine planned. Hundreds of millions of doses annually for COVID-19. So just there, this is more of their genocide jab furtherance. Yeah. Um, my guess is that the bio labs and there was Putin took out enough of the bio labs that were in Ukraine that they now have to reinvest to rebuild new bio labs. And so they're doing it under the umbrella of a vaccine manufacturer and plant, if I had to guess. So not good we don't Look need at, it don't want it hopefully it all ends and goes away this quote strikes me as concerning quote these strategic investments are areas of critical to areas critical to sustainable development or and our shared global and our shared global stability health and health security digital connectivity gender equality and equity climate and energy security he went on um um, don't Get you find it interesting? Fuck out of here! Don't you find it interesting that they use that that <laughs> digital connectivity? Yeah, dude. What are they trying to digitally connect? That like struck me right away when you read that digital yeah. connectivity. This, that tells you that there is something in these things. This is the creepiness of this whole global agenda and, when they start rattling off these key words. Fuck you! I'm you done. Know, have you ever thought about the fact that when they turn the 5G on, it connects everybody who's been jabbed, and then they just upload the propaganda into your brain? They all start moving right? in synchronicity. Ugh. I'm like, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but there's... <laughs> I, I hope that... I hope that something happens before this ever becomes a reality. Yeah, uh, technology and is the scary part. Down. It's the scary part of the whole puzzle. Uh-oh. Okay, we're good. Uh, scary. That's a lot of vaccines. Yes, it is. Hundreds of millions. Can't jab me. Can't jab me. Um. So, this data came out of Germany. This is a massive safety signal for infertility. Germany's first report of birth rates since the rollout. Remember that the birth rate data is nine months too late. If the next quarter is worse, this is children of men scenario. Oh, yeah. And you can see what, how it's dropped off. I mean, that is you're yeah. sitting right around that this under is... 55,000 mark. Yeah. And Absolutely a tremendous decrease yeah. in births. Well, and, you know, if you looked at it from the U.S. standpoint, I would guarantee you it's probably much lower percentage yeah. because of the fact that we've been on top of the genocide jab. You've got um, abortions that are legal, where in most of Europe, abortions are not legal. So, right. Well, they break this down further. They say... This is really an interesting note for this data, okay? They said, for the years 2011 to 2022, the average number of births is 63,911 63, for the January through March quarter, with a standard deviation of 1,015. The drop for 22 is approximately 9SD, 9 Sigma, unicorn events. The money people understand this. So this basically means that uh, they explain sigma events. Two, three sigma events are low probability, but five, six, or nine sigma events are unicorns. Lots of, uni of unicorn events this week. Basically, what they're saying is statistically, this is an absolute anomaly. Um, 
In general, birth rates are surprisingly stable year to year with long-term cycles. There are seasonal peaks and troughs, which are pretty reliable. Every midwife knows. But this is well outside normal. Big red arrow time. So we see this huge dip in the births by month. The long-term average is about to readjust as well and dip below that around 8% average point. Um, this and that's because the, you know, and there's been a ton of reports out showing that these jabs are creating um, fertility issues in men. Yep. We know that they're creating fertility issues in women. Um, women who have become pregnant and then been jabbed while they're pregnant um, are miscarrying their babies. They're not able to bring their babies, yes. you know. Or um, the milk makes the baby sick and pass. Right. Or, yeah. And so you've got a lot of different factors, but, um, and then you've got spike with the spike proteins replicating in um, every organ in the body. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is you get um, spike proteins that attach to your ovaries. Yeah. If you're a woman and your other sexual organs and stuff, and you're just simply not able to reproduce. So you become infertile. And when, you know, a large portion of humanity becomes infertile, you're going to, people are going to die out without being replaced. And you're going to end yeah. up with a very scary situation where there's not enough people. There's not enough people. Exactly. You're, it's going to set humanity back tens of thousands of years, potentially. And that's scary. Or set us back billions of years to non-existence. We could go extinct. Like this isn't a joke. It's, I believe it's actual, actually possible. I, I, hundred percent believe that that's possible too. I mean, how many species have gone extinct throughout the millennia? Right. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that we extinct ourselves. Yeah. So if you like babies, have as many babies as you can. I don't care. I keep trying have. to convince my husband we need more. He insists that we don't. <laughs> you know, I support you in your large family. Yeah. I, I've already told my son, I was like, look, you're an only child. I'm like, I expect at least six grandkids. I told him, I always said, I'll, I'll take one every day of the week except for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't have seven and then you'll have to neglect one. Uh, I'll just, just take two of them on one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Al Red gifted a cookie. Thank you, Al Red. We appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Thank you so much. So, seriously, this population issue is huge. Elon Musk talks about it all the time, and others. Yeah. It's hugely concerning. Um, onward, this is bullshit. But uh, Andrea, you want to take this one? Just, uh, sure. I mean, just kind of a headline. I just a brief. Yeah, it says a new disease X could arrive in Britain any day, as experts warn of signs major outbreak is on the horizon. So they've got an undetermined disease. Yeah, have you heard? I mean, at that? an undetermined time coming from warning signs that they don't they think it's going to be a major outbreak based on unknown factors how does that make any sense <laughs> disease x is just a placement for whatever disease they push out next it's nothing real it's it i mean it could be real. real they could put something oh, out but you know and i think i don't think that this is bullshit actually you know what i think i think that they've already got all of these bioweapons developed oh yeah and they just plan on releasing them one after the next. Yeah. And so I think they know exactly what it is that they're going to release. 
I think they know when they're going to release it, and I think they know how quickly it's going to spread because they've already done all the studies on this, and they know what to expect. I think this is purposeful, and I think it's timed. Yep. So here's the narrative from the sun. Wow. So be prepared for the next disease, whatever it is that they choose to release on us, right? Yeah. Stay healthy. Eat well. Take your vitamins. And how much do you want to bet that it's something that is spread more in hotter summer months? Uh, that would be convenient, right? Yeah. Whoops. Totally. Yeah. It could happen that way. Fuck. They're going to do something. They, they definitely are. Serious heart inflammation, 44 times higher after COVID vaccination. Another study finds. Yeah, this is study something that we kind of already know. After study. Yeah. Anyway. You can, you you know, the funny thing is, is I see all this stuff day in and day out. And there's this study and that study and this new study and that new study. And all of this information that keeps coming out about this stuff. And it's like, we already knew. I I don't include a lot of it just simply because we've already known about all of this. Like we knew this was coming. It's just the. It pisses me off because why are we still giving people jabs at all? Why is there a COVID testing center around the corner from where I sit now? It's like, how is this allowed to continue when we have all this in front of our faces? Well, you know, it's like, so my, my brother uh, went on vacation, him and his family went on vacation and they came back mm-hmm. and he calls me to tell me that he made it home and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, he's like, my wife's got COVID. And I go, oh, well that sucks, you know, cause she's already had, they're not jabbed. Um, they refuse. Fortunately, my brother is at least smart enough to know not to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I go, That's very, I go, yeah, are you sure? I, is that a compliment, like, compliment for your brother? It is. It's an underhanded compliment. <laughs> Me and my brother have an interesting relationship. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. I wanted to send him back when he was little. My mom refused. So <laughs> okay. anyway, um, <laughs> typical sibling stuff. If you've got siblings, you know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So he tells me his wife has COVID. And um, I was I said something and he's like, well, yeah, he goes, he goes, it was so funny because we got home and we did the test and he goes, I came back right away. I go, you did a test. He goes, well, yeah. I go for COVID. Well, yeah. I go, why are you doing the test? Well, find out she has COVID. I go, what difference does it make? I'm like, you treat it the same way you would normally treat it anyway. (laughs) Who the hell cares? I'm like, yeah, that's what Why I say. Why would you do the test? He goes, well, it's just the rapid test. I'm like, do no. you know what's in those tests? Well, it's just a swab you stick up your nose. I'm like, The carcinogenic. It. Look at the ingredients. You guys. I know. I'm just like, I'm like, forget it. I can't. I'm, people, I'm not going to argue with you. I've never <laughs> taken one damn test. Nope. And I won't. And, and I understand some people are like, well, I have to support my family and have a job. Okay. You know, you do what you got to do in your own life. But me, I've here's the thing is that you can refuse so at the beginning of covid when everybody was absolutely crazy well, about this you have, you, to can. Test, you have to do this that doesn't mean they're going to coerce you they're going to threaten your job they're going to do all that stuff so <laughs> well yeah they my husband ran into that at the company that he was with um his boss calls him one day and he's like hey your co-worker has covid i need you to go get tested because you were exposed to him my and tom goes no <laughs> he's like no what he goes no i'm not getting tested he goes well you have to tom's like the hell i do 
He goes, you can't make me. He's like, well, you, we need to know whether to quarantine you or not. He goes, go ahead and quarantine me. I'm not getting tested. He's like, well, you can't come to work for the next 10 days. Tom's like, okay. I'm like, you people, you do have options. You yeah. can, you know, it's like, so, but people, they do this, right? Like employers are like, well, you have to go do it. You have to do it. And people and, and employees are like, oh, okay. Yeah. They have to. I'm, I can't stand, I can't stand it. In real life, somebody tells me, oh, I took a COVID test. You know what I have to say to that? What? And I'm going to do this in my best British accent. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You tell me I have to do something. Fuck off. <laughs> Throwback. That's what I think uh, about that. <laughs> um, I was even talking to one of my roommates who was sick a few weeks ago. And he, well, I'm in my front yard just doing front yard stuff. And he jumps out of his car wearing a mask and walks down the front steps. And I'm like, I look at him and I smile. I'm like, dude. Why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, I, I'm sick. I just you got know what you should do. What? Sorry, go ahead, finish your story. Uh, okay, hold that thought. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm sick. I just got back from uh, whatever the doctor, and I was like, okay, well, you know, when you keep a mask on and you're sick, you're just reinhaling your virus if you have a virus and you're increasing your viral load and actually making yourself sicker for a longer period of time. It's like, I was like, take your mask off, breathe in the fresh air. It's okay. He's like, well, I don't want to get you sick. And I was like, don't worry about me, dude. I take care of my shit. If I get sick, that's my problem. I'll deal with it. I'm not worried about it. Fucking enjoy the fresh air. Take that shit off. It doesn't do shit for you except hurt you. And he's like, oh, okay. And I kind of just laughing the whole time telling him this. I'm just like, it's silly, dude. Take it off. And so he right. takes it off and he was better and fucking a day or two. Imagine that. You know, you know what would be funny to do, especially now that it's summertime? It's a little squirt gun. And when you see people wearing a mask. Squirt them in the face. <laughs> bad, yeah, yeah bad. squirt them on their mask. <laughs> And if they're like, oh my god, you got water on my face. Be like, well, I thought the mask protected you from that. <laughs> like, if the water can get through, then virus particulates can too. And it would be kind of fun. I, that might, like, that could be assault. So I don't know uh, if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess maybe it depends on the state you live in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but check your local laws. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> check your local gun laws. <laughs> That's oh, you're are. Water gun laws. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do water guns fall <laughs> under the gun laws? I don't know. I have to, any lawyers out there, reach out. Anyway, <laughs> what a long show. Uh, let's wrap it up. Andrea, it's escalating. We got to stay positive. We got to continue to share what the hell's going on with the people. Yeah. Uh, that's it. And we got to continue to laugh. Um, you know. Yes. Uh, Always take time to try to find some level of humor in all of this. I mean, and, and there's plenty of material out there, honestly. I mean, the world is ridiculous. And <laughs> yeah, how much fun did we have? Ugly on liberal, fat, ugly liberals are on sex strike uh, because of abortion. I mean, you got. <laughs> Creepy old white guys exposing themselves to Ooh, children, and you know that's okay in the world now. That I almost vomited over the weekend with all the Ugh, gay porn or uh, what is it? The porn parades going on everywhere. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Sad. And the ch- and there's children watching, and you know, you can see these kids, and they're like, yeah, the-, the look of disgust on their face yeah. says it all. It's so, like they know that this is not right. Like, there's a lot. I couldn't find a lot of humor in that. Uh, to be fair, no. I uh, but, that's why we don't. You guys, we're so sick of it. We don't even want to. We don't even want to cover that. We don't shit. want to cover it. Like yeah. if there's a big story <laughs> or something that's breaking, other than when, mentioning it in passing here actually, and there. When the laws upheld and people start getting arrested and that kind of thing, we'll, we're going to cover the shit out of it. So, oh yeah, <laughs> but naked guy arrested in Seattle for too much. small yeah. children. I can only cover so much grooming before I lose my damn mind. You guys, yeah. When it comes to kids, I can't. Please tag us if you have any funnies, if you have any breaking news or anything like that on Twitter. At Vince Taglavia is me. At Vince underscore Taglavia. At Acreft1 is Andrea. Follow us. Share stuff. Also, the, one of the even better places to find us is the Social Red Pill. www.socialredpill.com. Join for free. Uh, share your information or, I mean, share things you find. Share your stories. Uh, yeah, pictures of your garden. I don't care if it's just related to you or whatever. Uh, it's a nice social platform, and you're welcome to join us there, socialredpill.com. Um, if you want to support us with donations, this is everything decentralized news and media, Red Pill Project, um, all of our projects, keeping the lights on, paying the bills, keeping our equipment running, all this stuff. You could donate directly at redpills.tv slash go which is our give send go uh, you could go there and pray for us you could share the campaign and you could donate anything from a dollar to whatever you'd like that is redpills.tv slash go without your guys's contributions we would not be able to continue doing this every day and night and weekend so thank you all so much for your continuous support we got a good amount of donations today for today's show over there on foxhole you guys thank you so much for thank all of that so Thank you for watching everywhere. Rumble, DLive. Uh, thank you, Grits, for the ice cream. And Clout Hub, uh, Facebook. We love you over there. Thank you for tuning in over there, even though, you know, the internet's a mess. We even had some people from over in Europe watching our show today on Facebook. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, all yeah. around the globe. Oh, yeah. We loved it. Thank you, everybody. Shout out to our European friends. Stay strong. We're with you. We're all in this together, this mess we find ourselves in. Yeah. We'll get through this, everybody. It's Monday. We have a long week ahead of us, and we will be exiting June, Friday, and entering July. So hang in there, everybody. Take care. We'll see you again tonight for the Daily Dose. I'll be filling in for Josh tonight, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. Catch it. It's going to be a good time. We have a lot more stuff to cover, including stuff that's going to be breaking all day today. So uh, thank you for making us part of your daily routine and supporting decentralized news and media. We'll be back with you before you know it. Take care. Have a great day. Andrea, thank you so much for joining. Take care.